0: Well, welcome, everybody. Can you all hear me? Give a good little, all right. Woo, hey. (laughs) That worked. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, well, welcome to Bethel's Drive-In Church. We're so happy to be able to do this, and God has given us an awesome sunny morning. It's a little chilly up here, but hey, you're cozy in there, right? All right. Um, Let's start out with song. sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness Messiah The Lord of all His body the bread His blood the wine Broken and poured out All for love The whole earth trembled And the veil was torn love so amazing love so amazing yeah jesus messiah you for sinners, the ransom from heaven. Jesus Messiah, the Lord. Redeemer, Emmanuel, you're the rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, the Lord.
1: Today Um, is encouraging sight to see. Well, I was going to say to see you, but I really just see your cars. It's an encouraging sight to see your cars to have you here at Bethel today. To be church means you get together, and so we're glad that we were able to get together today. And we're grateful for all that worked so hard. Took we just had a couple of days to work with. They worked really hard to make everything, put everything together, so that we could assemble today, so we could be together as a church so that we could pray for one another, so that we can encourage one another, so that we could let the world know that Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. And that's uh, why we want to be able to assemble as often as we can. And we're grateful that you were able to come today. One of the things that we want to do today is we want to lift up our hearts to the Lord in prayer. And we want to acknowledge our total and complete and absolute dependence on God for everything for our health, for our well being, for our, the finances that we need, for our jobs, for our community, for those who are in uh, have anxiety and fear and discouragement and depression at a time like this. There's so many things that are unknown. And here's what we would like for you to. To do, you have a a mobile device, obviously a computer, and we would like to know how we can pray for you, and we would like to know how we can pray for others. And so we'd like for you to participate in a couple of ways today. In one way, we'd like you to text us or email us your prayer request for yourself, your family, and we'll pray for those things. We'd also like you to, to email or text us prayer request for other people that you know of that are in need. Sometimes it takes an institution or a large effort to meet a need. Sometimes an individual can meet a need and we need to know. And so by all means, feel free to text us or or to email us here at Bethel, prayer request for you and prayer request for others. Now here's something that we like to do right now. And each of you, are in a little warm, safe, secure, germ-free cocoon in your own car right now. And leaders of our nation have, have asked us to pray and to talk to God and to seek God for his help. What we're gonna do here in just a moment is I'm gonna offer a pastoral prayer. But before I do that, we're gonna have a time of quietness. What we'd like you to do is right there in your car, each of you who, are, uh, who would like to do it, just offer a prayer out loud, just to turn every one of these cars into a little prayer meeting today. Let me suggest that we pray for our leaders that have decisions to make, that we pray for businesses that are trying to provide opportunities and jobs for people, that we pray for people who've lost their jobs and, or the economy, and of course, obviously, that we pray that this great sickness that's sweeping across the world that God would have mercy on us, and that people would be well. We want to pray for those who are ministering, especially those who are putting their lives on the line, to minister to those doctors and nurses and medical technicians. So right now, can we go to prayer in each one of your cars, and I would encourage you to pray aloud one at a time. We'll just be quiet for a moment while all across our parking lot here, we go to the Lord in prayer. Now as uh, one church I would ask you to join with me in prayer. Join me now. Our Heavenly Father We, you have told us that when we are afraid that we should trust in you. And Lord you have told us that when we have a need we can come to you and we can ask for help. Lord you, you told us in your word that even when a plague, a pestilence, an epidemic sweeps across the land, that your people should pray to you for help. And Lord, we pray to you now across our nation and around the world for people who are in harm's way. We ask for you to help those who are ill today. And Lord, we also want to pray for leaders, leaders of our nation, leaders in business, leaders in education, Lord, people that have to make decisions, that you would give them wisdom, our president, our governor, and others. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom at a time like this. I pray that you would unite us, that we would all turn to you. And Lord, uh, we humbly acknowledge our need for you and our dependence on you and our love for you. I pray more than any other thing at this time, Lord, that you would cause us to seek you with a whole heart lord to confess our sins to acknowledge our need and especially for those who are uncertain of whether or not they have eternal life and i pray lord that at this time that you would draw people to yourself to believe in you to trust you and to become your children in jesus name we pray amen some of you have uh, been asking about how to help others obviously helping people individually is a good thing to do we also have if you want to give to bethel some of you have asked this go on our website uh, betheljackson.org there's a give button when you click that you'll see there is an option for general fund giving there's an option for benevolence fund giving we have a team here at bethel a benevolence team that considers needs as they arise and we know that needs are gonna arise more these days. And so if you'd like to give to that, you'll have an opportunity to give as you leave today, but you have an opportunity to give online, click the give button on the, on the website and the options uh, will be there. I'd like you to join me as I read the scriptures. This is from Romans in chapter eight and verse 18 in the Living Bible. What we now suffer is nothing compared to the glory God will give us one day. For all creation is waiting patiently and hopefully for that future day when God will resurrect his children. For on that day, thorns and thistles, sin and death, decay and disease will all disappear from the world around us. And the whole world will share in the glorious freedom from sin which God's children enjoy. For we know that Even the things of nature like animals and plants suffer in sickness and death as they await this great event. And when we Christians, although we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, we also groan to be released from the pain and suffering. And we too wait anxiously for that day when God will give us our full rights as his children, including the new bodies he's promised us, bodies that will never be sick again and bodies that will never die. God, you are our refuge and our strength. You are our very present help in trouble. We will not fear. God, have mercy on us. Join us in singing.
0: Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, Oh my soul. your song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing when the evening comes bless the Lord bless the Lord oh my soul oh my soul his holy name Sing like never before Oh my soul I'll worship your holy name You're rich in love And you're slow to anger Your name is great for all your goodness I will keep on singing 10,000 reasons for my heart to find Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul oh my soul, worship His holy name Sing like never before, oh my soul, I My strength is failing The end draws near And my time has come Still my soul will sing Your praise unending Ten thousand years And then forevermore Forevermore Bless the Lord, O my soul My soul, worship his holy name, sing like. Did Care Blessed Trinity
1: Thank you so much, Pat. Thank you, Kyle. Thank all of you for helping us to have our service today. According to the Bible, God's Word, the earth that we're living on It started in a garden paradise of God. God put Adam and Eve into a garden paradise, into a perfect, beautiful environment. And over and over again, when God wrote about that garden paradise, he said, It was good, it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good. God's great, kind, loving, benevolent heart was to put men and women and have them live on earth in a beautiful garden paradise. And that that garden paradise would be free of sin and hatred. It would be free of sickness and disease. And it would be free of death. That's how God designed the world that he gave us to live in but if you read your Bible you know that in the third chapter of the first book of the Bible the world went upside down because of sin the Bible says a curse went across the earth and the curse is still on the earth today that's why we have hatred and that's why we have sin and that's why we have sickness and that's why we have disease and the sickness and the disease and the sin it's not just far away in other people it's also in us and it affects us and it affects those that we love in the bible the story of the bible is a great story of God's desire to redeem the earth and to take the earth and heaven and put them not only back to their original beauty, but actually to make them eternal and and even better. And he has a plan to restore the earth and a plan to take the sin and the sadness and the sickness out of the earth altogether. And the rebellion out of the earth altogether, and to bring heaven and earth together one day. God's plan to do that involved sending his very own son. When we thought about this service today that we were going to have and that we were going to assemble out here, and the only real way that we knew how we could gather the whole church together, we thought about coming up here. On this roof so that we can have the service and the thought occurred to me but if we go on the roof we might hurt the roof and I don't know how to fix roofs if I break them and then I remembered my childhood and one of the stories of the Bible that I loved and that really captured my attention and it was the story about that about that's it's recorded in a number of places in the Bible but it, in, in Mark chapter 2 and verse 4, it says that there was a man who was a paralytic, and he was in Capernaum. And Jesus had been casting demons out of people in Capernaum. Jesus had been forgiving the sins of people in that area, and Jesus had been healing people in that area. And so this man, this, this paralytic, had friends. He had at least four friends who thought, if we can just get this man to jesus then maybe jesus will heal him but they weren't the first ones to have the idea because when they got to the house where jesus was teaching there was a huge crowd and they couldn't get to jesus now these four friends could easily have said well it's just not going to work today but instead of doing that you know what they did The Bible says that they went up on the roof and in one translation of the Bible it says they dug a hole down through the roof so they could get this man who was sick to the only person anywhere in the world that could ever help him Jesus Christ and Jesus not only forgave not only did he heal him but Jesus forgave his sin now this week you and I have been watching news reports about this terrible epidemic that's sweeping around the world, taking the lives of people and threatening the lives of all of us. And we don't know what to believe, and we're concerned. But there is one thing that I can say, and I can say it on the authority of the very Word of God, and that is this what the world needs today more than good health is the world needs to be right with jesus and the world needs to be forgiven of their sins jesus he healed the paralytic and the bible says he forgave his sins and he said take up your bed and walk and then there were those that were criticizing jesus and they were saying after he had healed this man you don't have the right to forgive his sins and jesus said what do you think is harder to tell a man rise and walk who's a paralytic or your sins are forgiven and he challenged them and he asserted his authority to forgive sins. Now listen, in this story is a powerful encouragement for us. Because we one day we we may or we may not get this illness. And if we get this illness, we may or we may not die from this illness. But one day we will die. One day some illness, some sickness some accident, some problem will happen will wear out and our bodies will fail and then what? And when you watch the news and you see the multitudes that have died around the world, you have to ask the question, what will happen after I die? I was thinking about a simple thing. It's morose, but I was thinking about if I died, where would I be buried? My wife and I have conversation about this every once in a while her people are from the mountains of Kentucky and when one of her people dies we go down into the mountains of Kentucky and they take them up on a little cemetery up on a hill overlooking the town and those of her family who have died are buried on that hillside and she will often quietly say if something happens to me I want you to take me here well I don't know about that I say look maybe we can get Maybe we can get uh, our township to to rezone Bittersweet Farm, and maybe we can maybe we can get permission to have a couple little grave plots right here, and and we could have our we could be buried here. Well, there's an interesting thing to think about. Where are you going to be buried when you die? But here's something that's even more important to think about. Where are you going to go when you die? where are you going to live when you die the bible says that after we die we're going to face god again and we'll face god in judgment and the bible says that those of us who have placed our faith and our trust as you know in jesus christ will be a part of his great plan to redeem the earth our bodies will be redeemed our bodies will be restored and we will live again in a garden paradise with god forever Not only does the Bible begin with a story of a garden paradise, but the Bible ends with a story of a garden paradise. For those who have put their faith in Jesus. And listen, folks, this is my most powerful word of comfort that I can offer to you. Not, you will not die, because someday you will die. Or you won't get sick, because someday you will get sick. I will get sick. But to be able to say, if I do die... I go into the presence of the Lord. We encourage, you know this, we've always encouraged you to, to talk to your friends at work and your family members and your neighbors about this wonderful story about Jesus' offer to forgive us and give eternal life. And the, 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 the members of our church have been very faithful to do that. And we have a sister here who began to notice that one of her co-workers had a spiritual interest and spiritual desire and so our sister here began to talk to her and have a gospel conversations with her they began to tell her the story she began to tell her the story of jesus and her name is kathy and kathy decided to come and visit me and talk to me about the things of the lord when kathy came to talk to me and i have permission from kathy she's present with us here today and I had permission from Kathy to tell you this story. When she came to talk to me, she had stage 3 ovarian cancer. She was very sick. And she was very frightened. And she was very concerned about her own soul. And, be, and because of our conversation, and because of the conversation that she had with Karen, Kathy became a follower of jesus christ her sins were forgiven and god gave her peace she had surgery not long ago and a round of chemotherapy she heard from her doctors this week and the doctors gave her this report she is cancer free today i talked to her on the phone and i asked permission to tell you that wonderful story And she said, please do tell them. And here's what she said to me. She said, Pastor, I hope the cancer never comes back. But if it does come back, I know that I have eternal life. She also told me something that we have to look forward to. I'm not sure we can do it out here on the roof. But she said as soon as we can, she'd like to come back to Bethel and she'd like to follow the Lord in baptism. We look forward to that day. Folks, I believe one day we'll have the opportunity again to gather inside of our church. And what a day that will be. What a day of rejoicing and what a day of fellowship. But right now, we have a job to do. And our job is to tell everyone we know that the hope of the world is Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is the light of the world and that Jesus Christ is life. And and all the other questions they have, and all the other heartaches they have, and all the other uncertainties that they face, this is the one thing that we know that Jesus Christ can give them confidence in eternal life. Lord willing, we'll meet again next week. And when we do, I want to talk to you next week about the question that hangs over our heads. And that is, what about our finances? What about our jobs? What about our economy? Are there answers in the Bible? Does God have answers for us in his word as we face these times when the economy is in plunge into into difficulty? But before you go today, I want to bless you, and I want to call upon the God of heaven to bless each one of you. Each of you have made an effort to come and to be here today, and I believe that wasn't simply curiosity, but I believe that in your heart you wanted to gather with God's people, and you wanted to express your loyalty to him, and you wanted to seek his blessing. And so before you go today, I would like to offer this blessing. We've gathered here today in your matchless and mighty name. And you have said in your word, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You alone are our refuge. Protect us who have gathered here in your name today from all evil. Lord, command your angels, I pray, to watch over us. And as your word says, may no evil befall us, may no plague come near the place that we live. God bless each of you.